Hi, it's your pal Steamed Hams. Join me every week on the Unforgettable Luncheon as we discuss topics in the nerd world like gaming, comics, cartoons, and whatever else may cross my mind. You can find me on the socials as SteamedHams81 on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram, and YouTube. You can also find me as the Unforgettable Luncheon on Facebook. And check out Steamed Hams Merchatorium, the link to which will be in the description of this podcast. The Unforgettable Luncheon, nerd comedy at its okayest. Hello, and welcome to the Unforgettable Luncheon. Let me roll pal Steamed Hams, and today we're going to talk about Firefly. Firefly was a sci-fi western series that aired on the Fox Network from September 20th, 2002 until December 20th, 2002. It ran for 11 out of 14 produced episodes. It followed the smuggler crew of a Firefly-class ship called the Serenity. It took place in 2517. Basically, the premise was that Earth had become overpopulated, and they decided to branch out and ruin the rest of the galaxy, of course, by colonizing it, and they terraformed a bunch of planets. They don't exactly say how far out we are, what galaxy, they just say the verse. Um, So planets were terraformed, and people settled on it, and pretty much using limited technology, more or less, it became very old western frontier style which i thought was pretty cool to be honest the crew of the serenity uh some of the crew were on the losing side of what was called the unification war against the union of allied planets otherwise known as the alliance it was an alliance between the two last two big superpowers on earth which were the united states and china they were trying to reach these outer rim planets to get them to join the alliance People who are there are like, oh, hell no, we don't want that. So they fought back. They were called independents or colloquially known as brown coats uh, because of the long brown coats that they wore. The two members of the Serenity who were known brown coats were its captain, Malcolm Mel Reynolds, played by Nathan Fillion. You might remember him from such shows as Castle and The Rookie. And also films like Slither. And his uh, he was a sergeant in the Browncoats. And he's the captain of the Serenity. And his first mate is Zoe Washburn, played by Gina Torres. You might remember her from such shows as Suits. She was a former Browncoat corporal. And was Al's second in command on the ship. She's married to the pilot, Hoban Wash Washburn. Um, he's a talented pilot he's zoe's husband he's the comic relief of the series he's very fun uh very light-hearted and he is like one honestly one of my favorite characters uh he's played by alan tudyk who you would remember from such films as tucker and dale versus evil 28 days and the show resident alien he basically provide, provided a lot of comic relief and was an extremely talented pilot and could get them out of pretty much any jam. Uh, next you have Anara Sarah, who's played by Marina Baccarin. You might remember her from such shows as uh, V, the miniseries, the remake, and Gotham. Uh, she was a companion 
basically a 26th century cross between a geisha and a mistress, more or less like a high-class prostitute. Um, she also is considered the ship's ambassador because companions in that time, they hold a high level of societal, you would call it, like she was high society. So she brought class to the ship pretty much. Um, so they enabled it enabled the ship to uh, be able to go to ports that normally they wouldn't be very welcome to because they're a ragtag group of smugglers. Next, you have Jane Cobb, played by Adam, not a Baldwin brother, Baldwin, who you might remember from such films as Full Metal Jacket, Who Could Forget Animal Mother, and Independence Day. He's a mercenary hired away by Mal to basically be a hired gun on the ship. He's probably a lot smarter than he lets on, but he generally lets his mouth get ahead of him. He's an excellent shot, and he's a great tactician. Just kind of a a lout, more or less. Next, we have Kaylee Fry, played by Jewel State. You might remember her from such shows as Stargate Atlantis. She's the ship's mechanic. She's airs on the younger side. I'm going to put her at about maybe 18, 19. Still very... Not really naive, but very just has 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 a brighter outlook on life. She has no formal uh, training as a mechanic, but she has this natural talent. She practically has a connection with the ship. They kind of call her the heart of the crew because she's the one that brings the positive outlook. And honestly, if um, she believes it, it's true. You know, that's that's how intuitive she is. Uh, she has a big old crush on our next character, Simon Tam, played by Sean Mayer. Uh, he was a talented trauma surgeon for an Alliance hospital uh, who went on the run after he broke his sister River out of an Alliance research facility that she was being experimented on in. They have kind of a... Kaylee and Simon kind of have a will-they-won't-they they kind of flirty thing going. But his social awkwardness kind of screws it up every time. But they do eventually get together in the follow-up film Serenity from 2005, which we'll get to shortly. Uh, Then we have River Tam, played by Summer Glau. You might remember her from such shows as Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which aired after this. And this is actually how I discovered Summer Glau. She was a child prodigy who was taken by the Alliance, experimented on, trying to hopefully do experiments that they could show to maybe do on their own soldiers to increase intelligence, give psychic abilities. But unfortunately, the experiments left her more delusional, paranoid, and at times violent. Uh, Most likely does have psychic abilities. They were hinted at in the show. And she's been shown to be a skilled fighter when she has these violent outbursts. So... I don't want to get her mad and be locked in a room with her. We also have, uh, finally, Daryl Book. Uh, He's what they call a shepherd. Uh, He's played by Ron Glass. You might remember him from Barney Miller, uh, which was a show in the 70s. It's before my time, but I catch reruns. Uh, He unfortunately passed away a few years ago, so R.I.P. He's, as I said, a shepherd. It's like a pastor, uh, more or less. He's traveling with the serenity not to really spread the word explicitly but to see the verse pretty much and if it happens that he gets to spread his word then all for it 
though he is a shown as a devout Christian, he knows plenty of men in his position probably shouldn't, i.e., you know, lockpicking or the underworld having connections, that sort of thing. Although, the funny thing about this show is, though it took place in space, and there was a lot of space travel between planets, moons, whatever, no aliens were ever encountered. Not a single one. It was all humans, and the only other kind of creature you would say they encountered were called Reavers, which were cannibalistic mutant humans, which revealed in uh, were revealed to be accidentally created by the Alliance. So this show ran for about, as I said, 11 episodes. One of the big screw-ups with Fox was the fact that they not only did things like marketed it as an action comedy versus a sci-fi action drama, which it really was. Also, airing the episodes out of order, because when you've got continuity, screw continuity, preempting it for like every sport imaginable on a Friday night, don't really know about many sports that play on Friday nights, except maybe like baseball, hockey, but Fox didn't have those back then. Um, but then again, Fox made a lot of really dumb moves in the early 2000s, but, you know, I could spend a whole day going on that. You know, fans did try to unsuccessfully save the show through a letter writing and postcard campaign, but Fox basically said, yeah, no, fuck you. And fans who went by brown coats, because, well, why not? They were rebelling. Um, attempted to get picked up by UPN, which, for you youngins, the UPN actually predated uh, the CW and the, uh, the CW, and which was later the WB, or the my, merged with the WB to become the CW. I'm sorry. So, but. That didn't work. They did get a follow-up movie in 2005 called Serenity, which tied up some loose ends from the show. Now, I will tell you one cool thing about this series was the fact that as it was science fiction, it still had some science fact to it. Now, for those of you who paid attention in science class, space is a vacuum, okay? You're not going to get any sound out of it. To be honest, explosions are going to be Almost non-existent. You're going to see a little poof and done. And what they actually did was when they showed shots from outer space, you never heard a ship's engines powering up. You never heard lasers or shots or whatever going pow, blam, boom, kablamo. You don't ignore that last one. That was just that bean I had for dinner. You know, it showed that there was silence. Or there was one episode where they needed to get a shot off from a gun outside of the ship in space, knowing that a ballistic weapon relies on a chemical reaction that involves fire, air, all that good stuff. They took the rifle, put it in a space suit, took it out there, knowing they had one single shot to get this done, because once that shot pierced that space suit, you, you just had a hunk of junk. So... Of course they made the shot because why wouldn't they it was a great show i've actually met a few of the cast i've met nathan fillion and summer glau at wizard world 2015 both very nice people i was actually surprised how tiny summer was i know she used to be a ballerina so obviously she's gonna be very slender i was just afraid of you know 
we go to take a picture together. She puts her arm around me. I put my arm around her, and I'm like, I'm like, oh god, please don't make break her in half. I don't want her to turn into a Kathy Ireland cardboard cutout from Family Guy, especially because her husband was standing right there, and he was a big dude. I did not want to anger him by accidentally snapping his wife in half. Nathan Fillion was probably one of the most polite, friendly people I've ever met. He was super cool. Uh, my wife actually was a Firefly, not a Firefly fan at first. I showed her the pilot. She was not enthralled by it. She was like, nah, you know, this ain't cool. So it was on Netflix at the time. And so one night I'm coming home from work. I didn't call her to say I was coming home because usually I would call and say, hey, do you need something from the store? Do you want me to pick anything up? Because I lived five minutes from my job. So we, uh, you know, I show up. I walk in the door. All of a sudden I hear, eep! And I see her scramble to grab the remote. And I'm like, what's going on? And I walk over. I look at the screen. And I see the serenity. I hit the info button. She was eight episodes in. Why didn't you tell me you liked it? Well, I wanted to give it a shot, but I was afraid you'd make fun of me. I'm going to make fun of you anyways because you're my wife, so ha. Um, the reason they did call it a Firefly class is if you look at the shape of the ship, it really did look like a Firefly or, as I grew up knowing them, lightning bugs. Because when the engines powered up in the rear, it lit up like the butt of a Firefly. Which actually is pretty dang cool. Again, it had a lot of good science to it. Um, you weren't you weren't seeing ballistic guns being fired on the regular in space, and even then, you didn't hear all the crazy sound effects in space, like you know the stars, wars, and trek, where it was all zap, bing, bang, boom, cool sounds. You heard the the tie fighters, which made that goofy sound, but that was the seventies. We weren't expecting a whole lot of realism back then. Uh, anyways, I did mention a follow-up film called uh, Serenity. It tied up some of the loose ends. It was pretty good. I own it. Um, it's underrated, and I highly recommend it along with the series. Essentially, it shows that during the experimentation and training that they were doing on River, that her psychic abilities activated, and she was in a room with several top Alliance officials, she read their minds and found out their dirty little alliance secrets. And, of course, they figured this out. And they're like, we got to dispose of her. And that's when Simon breaks her out. They go on the run. They meet Mel and the crew of the Serenity and go on their adventures. And um, I'm not going to spoil anything for the show, for the movie. I highly recommend uh, seeing it. I don't know where it's available right now, but you can definitely pick it up on Blu-ray. Just about anywhere. Amazon, Best Buy, things of that uh, nature. Um, it's a pretty it's a pretty dang good movie. Um, a lot of good a lot of good scenes, a lot of good action pieces. But my thing is, why is it in these movies and these shows when you have a character that may or may not have not have psychic abilities? Why are you going to put all the top all the top brass who know all the worst shit that you are possibly doing? Put them in a room with her so she can read your minds and be like, "Now I know all your secrets," you know, or she can blow up their heads if she had those kind of power, like scanners' powers, you know, scanners. Oh God, that's. <sighs> 
I'm glad that's not a real thing. I'm pretty sure if I had the power, I probably would have exploded a lot of heads, in, you know, in my life. Or if those existed, I'm sure my head would have been, been exploded a long time ago. Because when I was younger, I was kind of a dick. I ain't going to lie. I've matured. I'm still a dick, but I know how to get it under the radar. And it was, uh, so I do recommend Firefly. It is uh, it is available on Hulu in order, all 14 episodes. The ones that did not air on Fox, they did air on, I believe it was called the Science Channel. So, and if you get the Blu-rays, of course, you will get all 14 episodes in order. And the show makes a hell of a lot more sense. You do get to see some guest stars of people who weren't big names back in the day, or big names, at least in the nerd world, back in the day, that are now. Like Mark Shepard, who we might know as Crowley from Supernatural, or for Whovians, Canton Delaware III. Uh, the youngest Canton Delaware, actually. Or the younger version of him from the 60s, I should say, because his present-day self was played by his father, Morgan Shepard. Because, damn, did they look so much alike. I mean, well, father and son, but Doctor Who is for a different uh, time. This was a great show. I'm sorry, Fox, you know, with their sudden and inevitable betrayal of screwing the show over so early. Screwed things up. You know, they, they didn't even think the original pilot, which is superior as a pilot, uh, was good enough. So they made Joss Whedon write a second pilot, which ended up being the second episode of the series called The Train Job. Then again, as I said, Fox made a lot of stupid decisions back then. But again, that's a whole other episode I could talk about, all the silly stuff that came out of Fox since Fox's inception. They've had good things, they've had bad things. They brought us 21 Jump Street, and they also somehow brought us Joe Millionaire. Yeah, not everybody's a winner. So, now on to the plug-and-play for this week. Today, I am going to talk about a game called Hi-Fi Rush. It's a game that was just released about a week ago. It is available on Xbox Game Pass. And uh, basically, it's a, a bit of a hack-and-slash uh, type of game. You play a character named Chai who uh, has to battle an evil corporation called Vandalay. Uh, no, it is not the same Vandalay Industries that George was pretending to have a job at to get another job. <laughs> yeah, it would be hilarious if the final boss ended up being George Costanza because I'd be like, you did your homework, guys. You did your homework. Um, it's fun. It's got an amazing soundtrack. It is rhythm-based. So if you hit enemies on the beat, you can create combos. And it's pretty sweet. Uh, they have a good, they have a good soundtrack. A lot of good bands like Black Keys, Nine Inch Nails, but they have a streamer mode as well, meaning it will cut out all that music so you can stream it on YouTube, Twitch, whatever. Because you know how their algorithm goes. You know, even if it's licensed for a game, they'll still knock you down because. I mean, th we're talking about Twitch. These are the same people who had Metallica on their own channel, literally playing live, and they blocked the music because they didn't want their own algorithm to kick them off. You know, maybe if these record companies weren't such assholes about it, I can understand some doofus like playing a disturbed album in the in in his room while he's streaming. That's one thing. 
But if the game has licensed music, let it be. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy game, don't get me started. That is like an 80s kid's dream. That is a hell of a soundtrack. I love it. That's why I love playing the game. Anyways, I digress. Um, we're going to go back to Hi-Fi Rush. Do check it out. It is on Xbox Game Pass. Um, I highly, highly recommend it. And definitely give it a shot. Well, that is all for today. I hope good time was had by all, and I will be back soon with another unforgettable luncheon. You can contact me either via uh, my Buzzsprout page. You can find me on Instagram at SteamTams81. You can find me on Twitter at SteamTams81. And I will wish you a great week, and I'll see you next week when the topic will once again be something nerdy as all hell.